Now, you may not know this, but Janet Yellen is by far my favorite former or current Federal Reserve chairman. And the reason is, unlike either her predecessors or her, her immediate successor, Mr. Powell, she had the tendency of every once in a while being honest. Now, you all remember Alan Greenspan's idea of Fed speak, where you don't say anything. And if you hear the Fed chairman say something, they've said something wrong. Well, Janet Yellen, while mostly adhering to those guidelines, every once in a while, she would let something slip that you'd said, okay, she's honest and at least under, at least uh, admitting that they don't have everything covered and maybe they don't understand everything. Uh, just to give you one example before we get to the current one today, back in 2014, she said, you know, everybody's talking about this recovery and inflation in the jobs market, but you know... Maybe the participation problem really is the QE didn't work and the economy was really in worse shape than we wanted everybody to believe it. And of course, you could tell everybody else around her said, don't ever bring that up again. And she never really did. Now, today, we're not really talking about unemployment, though. I suspect we will be maybe a year from now, maybe a couple months from now at some point. But now it's all about the banking system. It's all about a banking crisis, which for many is already past tense. It's been a little while. We're no longer talking about PacWest. But Janet gets on, I think it was CNN or one of these news, news report agencies. And, and here's what she said. This might be an environment in which we're going to see more mergers. And you know, that's something I think the regulators will be open to if it occurs. I love how she throws the if it occurs in there as if this is not something that they're already seriously talking about because it's probably already happening behind the scenes. So in other words, Janet Yellen doing us a favor, letting us know to be prepared that there's going to be more mergers. And Mr. Stephen Van Meter, this is a good thing, right? Because banks merging, we love those kinds of things. Oh, yeah, there's nothing bad that happens you know, when two banks get together and make a bigger bank or a big bank swallows up a small bank. I mean, no, this is just normal, everyday business. But you know what I love about this, Jeff, is you know, there's this party line. It's like they get, you know, at the end of their meetings, okay, here's the rhetoric you're going to go spin. And everyone agrees that we're going to, you know, slight deviation, but this is the track we're going down. And then you have yelling. It's almost like she, you know, maybe had a little cocktail at lunch or something. It's like slip of the tongue. And it's like, oh, whoops, did I just say that? And, you know, because we're so conditioned, you know, we, we're hyper-focused, right? Anytime a Fed speaker, you know, the world stops and what are they saying about monetary policy or this or that? And, and they're really good about it. I mean, we have to give them credit. I mean, they very rarely slip up. But the fact that Janet Yellen would come out right now and just kind of give us any hint that perhaps there could be bank mergers at a time where seeing stress in the banking system is still there. But the bigger issue is, what have we heard from Powell and everyone else? Hey, we put a wall around this thing. It's contained. We've got every acronym known to man and even some new ones we came up with. There's no way that these walls are going to leak. It's not possible. But Jeff, as we know... Things in the data are suggesting that perhaps the stress in the system that was supposed to go away isn't at all. And it, Yellen also does, you know, she's got double duty here. She's not just talking. She's a former Fed chair, so she sort of speaks with sort of that, that authority still on her resume, so to speak. And she's also the current Treasury Secretary, which maybe makes it, you know, even bigger oversight, maybe a bigger deal. And for us to, for her to tell us, whether inadvertent or not, maybe she just wanted to let people know that, hey, this stuff is going on. You're right. It's There's this level of honesty. I think it's somewhat accidental. Maybe it's intentional. 
But coming from her as a former Fed chair and now current Treasury Secretary, it's not just a usual garden variety. Hey, these couple of banks are merging. What she's really saying is that we're aware of discussions. We think that they're going to happen because they obviously need to happen. And as Steve just alluded to, we got some data from the Federal Reserve just yesterday, the Wednesday level on its balance sheet. And you never want to you never want to focus too much on week to week changes. But there are exceptions to that because you never really know what's going on in any given week and things are volatile and noisy in the short run. But we're seeing the Federal Reserve's primary credit doubled from about four and a half billion to over nine billion this latest week. Um, the Fed's BTFP, as Steve alluded to, their brand new acronym, or actually this is initialism, their brand new initialism, that got to a record high, added another $4 billion there. So all of a sudden, banks are in the two weeks after First Republic, where everybody's forgotten about the banking crisis. The banks apparently haven't, and apparently the banks, not only have they not forgotten about the crisis, they're apparently talking about it to officials. Yeah, I mean, and, and Jeff, this makes no sense because if we look at the discount window, I consider that like almost like a payday loan. Hey, you know, things just didn't go right this month and uh, I got a week to payday, but I got some unknown expenses that I have to pay now. I can't, I can't my credit cards are tapped out. So uh, it's, it's, it's a cost and it looks bad, but hey, I'm going to get some money and, and take care of this and hopefully in the months that come, I can get get things fixed up. But what we're seeing is with these other loans, they're longer term loans. You know, that, that Fed program is up to a year. I mean, that doesn't tell you that, hey, this is a short term, you know, I'm, I'm just bleeding, throw a Band-Aid on it and I'll be fine. This is saying, hey, look, you're hemorrhaging. We don't know why, um, but we need a whole lot of time here. So that's what's kind of challenging when I, you know, look at this backdrop is why are the banks borrowing more money? Because if the problem was getting better, as you alluded to in a tweet, you know, just recently, um, we should see these levels going down. They should be wanting to pay these loans off. And that would be a really great thing because they could come out and say, hey, look, you know what? There was a bunch of bank runs. We had to borrow all this money and everyone left us for dead. But you know what? No, we, we, we came back. We're paying off the loans. We're stronger than ever. You bring your deposits back because we're not going anywhere. On the other side is you look at this and you go like, I don't know what's going on here. But like you said, the fact that Janet Yellen would even kind of suggest or even hint at, even if there are no talks going on, that she thinks there should be talks going on, tells you there's everything's wrong and the data validates. It makes you wonder, is Janet Yellen, did she see that report and be like, oh, my God, this is horrible? I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? Well, I think, you know, Steve, we talk about we do know what's going on here, right? I think we have a really good idea of what's going on here, and it has Three little three, three letters attached to it too. It's C R E. I mean, everybody knows that we have a commercial real estate problem, and everybody's been talking about a commercial real estate problem, and everybody's talking about the commercial real estate problem in the exact same way we used to talk about the re or the residential mortgage problem 15, 16, 17 years ago. It was sort of like everybody knows there's a problem here, but until it actually became the the global financial or monetary crisis that it became. There was always this sort of denial, always this sort of wily coyote where you're off the cliff and you think, well, I can just hang here forever because it hasn't just completely fallen apart. That's where I think Janet Yellen's statement really comes in here because she's sort of hinting at wily coyote is about to be acquainted with gravity pretty soon. And we know it's commercial real estate as just the starting point in the same way that subprime mortgages once were. Um, I just did a show on the financial stability report from the Federal Reserve. 
as I talked about this in a little bit more detail, but Steve, here's the, here's the one quote that really, I mean, you just, you just have to shake your head. I know we're, we're kind of chuckling and laughing about this because it's, it's both absurd. And what else can you do at this point? Because everybody knows there's a banking problem here and it's sort of like, it's inevitable almost. There's an inevitability. There's a gravity to it. Here's, here's in the Fed's report. Many contacts saw real estate as possible trigger for a systemic risk, particularly in the commercial sector, where respondents highlighted concerns over higher interest rates, of course, valuations, which are always sky high, and shifts in end user demand. In other words, recession. Some market participants associated risks in real estate with the emergence of banking sector stress. You think? <laughs> Noting some bank exposures to underperforming CRE assets could prompt instability. Could. Could prompt instability, which Janet Yellen just told us it's not could, it's will, right? Yeah, Jeff, and this is something uh, that was already in the making. I mean, if we were even in a booming economy, I still think we'd be having a discussion about commercial real estate because the fact of the matter is the hybrid work schedule, and, and we'll just say, I'm not even going to go as full extent to say the total work from home. We'll just pretend that people come back to work, you know, that are at home maybe two days a week or even in the afternoons just to, you know, get together with their team. The fact that you don't need as much office space at a point where we have a massive amount of office space and even more being built because there was all this perceived demand for labor and office space, you could almost see the setup even in a good economy where the banks are gonna say, hey, look, we, we need to refi these loans and the landlords are saying, hey, well, you know what? We're only 70% occupied now. You know, we don't have the revenue to to do this. So the fact is that now we head into a recession and you look at the you know number of people that could hit the unemployment line and it's it's staggering now to even think of you know you could have office buildings that are just outright empty. There's just no demand for them because hey, it's cheaper for me to go move down the street because the rent is a fraction of the price. I mean, what are these banks going to do? I mean, these loans are already you know, potentially upside down now. You go into recession. They're massively upside down. Jeff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a softball. How does a merger fix that? The merger fix that by getting the larger firm or they take, the firm taking over becomes a question mark, too. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, 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 every, it's always about Wile e. Coyote. It's always about fooling yourself that you don't have to fall and gravity doesn't work, right? It's about... How do we just pretend that if we just ignore this, how do we just, you know, let's ignore this problem and just hope it goes away. And that's one thing that, you know, you can kind of do in residential real estate because it's not necessarily as economically sensitive, but commercial real estate is all about the economy. And as the economy gets worse, it gets us into the self-reinforcing problem where as the economy gets worse, problems in commercial real estate get worse, which makes the economy worse, which goes round and round and round again. And the, the real issue here, I think, the, you know, it's what Janet Yellen was really alluding to is that as the commercial real estate sector becomes the sort of the bogeyman that everybody's worried about, it's not just about commercial real estate anymore. It starts to spill over into all sorts of other ways. And as, again, as the economy starts to fade, um, it's, you know, prices go down, but valuations lag. And then all of a sudden valuations have to correct all at once. And that's when you get the real, the real big problems is when prices and valuations, they eventually have to converge. And so the, the question is, can they converge where prices go back up to where valuations are? And the chances of that are 
they're getting, I mean, they're never big to begin with, but they're getting less and less by the day. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. And and I think some, you know, questions that w- when we go out and talk to people, which I know is not very often, but when we do, you know, one of the common questions that I get is, do these central bankers, you know, are they kind of just putting on a front when they get up and talk? Or I mean, do they really know what's going on here? Because, and, and I want people to understand, this banking crisis that we had didn't get fixed. I mean, that's what the data from the Fed H.8.1 report is saying. It did not get fixed. Look, we took them all to the hospital. We merged them together. We did a bunch of stuff and the patient is still there. We don't know why. And when, you know, the fact that Janet Yellen even suggests that, hey, there could be some mergers. This is what I want everyone to understand is this is validating that they don't know how the system works. And yet these are the people in charge of regulating the whole thing. And they're absolutely clueless. Kind of like you said, hey, we see a problem. This should be the model of the Fed. Hey, you know, we see a problem here, but we're going to hope it just goes away because if it, if it gets worse, there's nothing we can do, but we'll just lower rates and do some, you know, more, funny lettered things, and maybe people will be convinced and we'll just pray to the monetary gods that somehow, some way, it actually works. As funny as that sounds and absurd as that actually is, that is really their plan here. That is really the plan all central. And this is how we got a 2008 crisis. Their idea is if we get people to feel better, then eventually we'll buy enough time and the thing that's wrong will heal itself. And it sounds really stupid. It sounds really ridiculous when you put it that way, but it's true. That's exactly what the plan here is to get people to feel better so that they start acting better. And then if we give ourselves enough time, the system will magically heal itself. Commercial real estate prices will, will instead of continuing to go down, maybe they'll firm up here and a bunch of risk takers will come in and everything will be just fine. So all we have to do is get on TV every day and not talk about bank mergers and tell everybody everything is fine. They really actually believe that, which is one reason why the markets are so certain we're screwed. That's why the markets are priced, even though rates have backed up here recently, the markets are still at extreme levels that are saying, a year from now, maybe less, we're gonna be talking about zero interest rates. Yeah, Jeff. And it's kind of, you go back to the bank runs again, just to, you know, hammer this to the, you know, end that they didn't see what was coming because, you know, they didn't see the bank runs coming. They didn't have an answer for it. Look, they threw a bunch of stuff at the wall and look, and for all intents and purposes, we can sit back right and say, well, yes, it worked because why? There haven't been any more bank failures yet. Yet, maybe mergers will be the new thing. No more failures, only mergers here. But you start to think about this and it's, it's really, really troubling because they don't absolutely get it. What, what was it? What, who did they blame in the end? YouTubers, tweeters, all kinds of people, social media. Influence. If it wasn't for all of them, wouldn't have happened. No, they don't get it. And yet, kind of as you said, look, we're seeing a lot of signs the economy is slowing down. We just got some earnings report from Foot Locker. And this is something that you've been talking about ad nauseum for over a year is, hey, we have an inventory problem. Foot Locker, hey, you know what? It turns out we got too much inventory here. And not a problem because we're going to discount it really heavily. But you know one thing we, we didn't expect is demand was so weak that our discounting didn't work and we're going to have to do some more. And I think, Jeff, we think about leading indicators. And I know the government data doesn't validate that. But when I saw that report, I'm like, holy smokes, if this is just a snippet of maybe the broader economy, 
man, we're going to have a massive problem going into this recession. It's not just going to be about commercial real estate. It's not going to be about bank mergers. It's going to be about a lot of things. These things are all related, right? That's that's really the, the big point here, the big picture is that, again, the economy, the commercial real estate sector that was so out of whack, so out of line with the actual economic fundamentals, and of course, the banks that are stuck in the middle of all that. And as the economy gets weak, it makes a bigger problem for commercial real estate, which then makes a bigger problem for banks. And the more banks that get in trouble, the less they're going to support commercial real estate or the economy and round and round and round and round we go. And that's why the markets are so adamant that rates are going to go to zero. It's not about the Fed. It's not about rate cuts. It's about the economic and financial conditions that result from all of this mess. We have to clean up from 2020. We still haven't had a full accounting and reckoning. And Janet Yellen may have said that we're going to do that in maybe the near future. So one last thought here, Steve, it's, it, you know, the economy, we look at where things stand now. I think it's it looks where I mean, to me, this is one reason why China reopening failing as much as it has is eye opening, because China reopening isn't really about China. It's about the global economic condition as a leading indicator of what everything else will look like. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. And that's why I've been saying, you know, rates are going back to zero. And a lot of people say, there's no, Steve, no, that's not going to happen. Rates have permanently bombed. They can only go up. And I just want to suggest that, you know, one more bank fight, it's not going to take much. And if Yellen is true here, if, she, if what she's suggesting that maybe she knows something or maybe she just thinks that, hey, this is going to happen, you start to see more bank failures. The Fed, they're, they're not going to know what to do. They're just going to go back to zero because they don't have anything else to do. And that's the problem. A lot of people don't realize it is the Fed is just reacting. They're, they're, they don't lead anything. They just react to things and they do it way too late. And we can look around at all the data and we could make the argument, Jeff, that the Fed could cut rates. And then we can make the following argument that that actually doesn't do anything. But maybe just psychologically, it makes people feel better. That would be fine, too. But the odds are the Fed's cutting rates, even if they don't want to admit it, even if they hike in June, it doesn't matter. There's going to be something that happens here, and we're not rooting for it, but we're just suggesting you see it in all the yield curves, everything Jess talks about, everything we talk about on the show. Something is coming a second round. When it does, the Fed will just do what they always do, slash rates, QE, whatever they're going to do. Here we go again. I think the only difference is if Yellen was still at the Fed, instead of talking about mergers, she would have said exactly what you did. <laughs> Accidentally, hey, yeah, we're going to do... QE, what, what were we on? QE7. I think she would have said, yeah, we're, we're already talking about QE7. As always, Steve, thank you very much for joining me. We'll see you again next week. Jeff, always a pleasure. Okay, take care.